everybody, welcome to the JB and I show. I am your host, Isaac Middleton. What's up, y'all? How you doing? JB and I show. I am your host, Isaac Middleton. What's up, y'all? How you doing? <laughs> all right, all right. All right, today I have a special guest for you. And also, we're going to be talking about fitness and motivation and happy holidays to everyone. And also, I want to say again, I did it, I think, the last time. But also, if you're celebrating a birthday today, this month, or this week, <laughs> happy birthday, yay! Happy birthday to you, and many more, many, many, many more birthdays, okay? Happy birthday. Also, if you're celebrating an anniversary, happy anniversary. <laughs> Happy anniversary to you. And again, many, many, many more anniversaries. Uh, happy anniversary. All right. <laughs> I have a special guest I want to introduce to you today. Uh, his name is Alex. I'm going to let him tell you about himself. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. So I'm Alex Fields. I'm a good friend of Isaac. And uh, funny thing, we, we met by being on the set and doing different little things, various, you know, he's a, he's a veteran, I'm a veteran. So we kind of like connected in that way with uh, acting and different things like that. Um, I am from Chicago, born and raised, uh, joined the military back in 2008. And from there, as a matter of fact, that was like, that was right around the time I believe when Obama uh, had gotten office. Um, yeah, I joined and I mean, I didn't know what was going to happen because everything was new to me. And while I was in, uh, I started to learn a lot, meet a lot of different friends. And while I was up there, that's how I started getting into acting. I actually started getting into acting when I was in Chicago, but I really started getting into it more when I got stationed out here in California. And uh, that's, that's how my, that's actually how my testimony, my journey started in acting, um, it started with me going up to Central Casting, which I'm pretty sure everybody knows about Central Casting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you laugh, you laugh. <laughs> but, um, you know, that was like my humble beginning. And I was telling another person that was um, interviewing me, like, just how my experience was being the first time on set. I had met Kerry Washington. And it was funny because 
I didn't really read through all the rules, like certain stuff back then. They were so strict to certain stuff that you couldn't do. And so I had wound up. I took a picture of her and the director was like, oh, I know you didn't take a picture. <laughs> so he came up to me and he was like, oh, I know you didn't do that. And he's like, oh, OK, I get it. You're a fan. It's probably your first time on set. <laughs> you know, so he's like, it's cool. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let it slide. I ain't going to, you know, I ain't going to. And uh, he's like, uh, you can go ahead and keep it. You know, just don't, don't post on any social media or nothing like that. Excuse the dog for barking. Um, good, and like man. from there, like I just I basically I was really into getting into acting. And uh, along the way, I, I, I became really blessed to meet a lot of different actors. I've done stand in for Tracy Morgan. I've been on the show The Good Place. Um, I've been on lots of things. And uh, okay. OK, so now that the um, the strike is over, we have a tentative agreement and um after 118 days, you have any plans to get back into the swing of things, man? <laughs> no, because I'm like, I had to work. So I'm like, I got to make my money elsewhere. And I'm like, I, I would love to strike with them. But I'm like, you know, I'm, I was just trying to make ends meet on the other end. So um, being yeah. that it's over with now, I'm just. I'm just going to see how things are going to turn out first. I believe God has some really big blessings for me. That definitely is in store. So how about you? What, what do you? what do you think is going to happen? What are you going to try and do? Okay. Yeah. As you know, uh, uh, um, a lot of hard work has gone into the strike and to get the tentative contract that we got a uh, big shout out to the negotiating committee for uh, staying strong, holding fast and, uh, staying solid on the uh, terms to make sure that we get uh, a good contract. Um, some of the things I have done and going to do, what I've done in the past, I just stopped submitting myself for um, uh, roles and such like that and started looking for ways I can support uh, the uh, strike effort. I did show up on the picket lines and such like that. Um, um, also, you know, I, I, I did, you know, try to, you know, do what I can. Um, I, I did have to get a regular job. I do have a regular job. Um, and in the future, I'm, I'm resubmitting myself now that the strike is over. I'm resubmitting myself. I actually stopped really, uh, trying to review different, uh, movies and TV shows that's out there, even though the bigger, uh, podcasts and YouTubers can do it and, you know, for lack of a better word, get away with it. I felt like, uh, personally, I didn't want to potentially run into any, uh, issues into, uh, it be a question or not whether I su support the strike effort or not. I am 100% in support of the strike effort. So that's why I didn't do anything in that regard while the strike was going on. <clears throat> um, now that it's over <laughs> getting back to the grind again, you know, uh, seeking to move up the, the, the proverbial ladder, uh, putting my work out there again and, and updating my resume, headshot, all of that, you know, just, you know, trying to get back in there and, and, you know, uh, be a working actor and, just out there doing my thing and I'm, I'm blessed to even have the opportunity to 
to do it and and just I'm so grateful to have support of all of my supporters, friends, family and such uh, that encourage me and everything. This is not an easy business. Um, people, you know, people quit all the time. I consider quitting, uh, especially uh, during the hardship uh, portions, uh, uh, just to be honest. Uh, but, you know, I was encouraged to, you know, uh, gird up and uh, move forward. And that's that's what I did. And that's what I'm doing. Um, I'm hopeful that my uh, efforts will uh, bring forth uh, good fruit. OK, uh, that's that's what I'm you know going to do. That's what I'm doing. Um, and I, I don't know, you know, how everything's going to work out because the holidays are here and. And, uh, you know, the big machine is starting to roll again. <laughs> so I don't know how they're going to do it. Uh, you know, I'm just going to continue to submit myself for work and, you know, hopefully pick up some roles here and there and get some uh, uh, relationships established and, and get myself known uh, amongst the uh, directors and casting and such like that, that, you know, I am a good working actor and uh, hopefully be able to uh, cultivate that into a career. That's my goal. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, uh, now we're going to talk about music. Um, uh, what type of music do you do? Uh, do you do music? What type of music do you do? What type of music do you listen to? Uh, do you produce music? Do you sing? Do you rap? You know, such like that. Are you looking to do anything more in the future? Um, have you heard about my top five <laughs> for the JBNI show? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and just let me know, like, you know, what are your thoughts on that? And uh, what are you doing, producing, singing, writing, whatever like that? I know it's a lot of questions and stuff like that. So, you know, take your time. OK, for sure. So, uh, again, being born and raised from Chicago, uh, a lot of a lot of drill music people listen to was was kind of like one of the styles that I was into. Um I kind of fathered. I know people probably like look at me strange if I say that, but like um, a lot of the artists from Chicago uh, kind of was responsible for a lot of that stuff. I've done I've done actually ghostwriting uh, as a kid. Um, I had friends that went to um, Kenwood where R. Kelly basically, you know, where he where he held from, where his music teacher was. So um, right now I'm not working on any music currently, but I do have some stuff on YouTube, which you guys can find it on my, uh, if you go to my Instagram, uh, King underscore Alexander 888, just ask me and I can send you that link. Um, but mostly it was just like a lot of, you know, uh, rap, R&B. So I, so I actually rap, sing, write, direct and produce. Wow. Okay, so do you plan on doing anything in the future uh, as far as music, uh, EP, single, album, such like that? You know, actually, uh, I am doing some writing right now. It's in an unfinished uh, stage, and I'm just looking for the right. Um, how do you say it? The right beats. Uh, I want to actually want to add some more artists onto it too. So it's it's actually in an incomplete stage. So okay, it sounds like you got some stuff coming down the pipeline and everything. It's nothing wrong with that. 
uh, for your next music project, uh, do you think that it'll be coming out in 2024, 2025, maybe, uh, you know, what do you, what do you have in mind? Well, that's why I didn't mention 2023 because uh, <laughs> 2023 is pretty much over. Okay. <laughs> is our uh, 2023 has come and gone so fast. Oh my goodness. It's just like, it's already Thanksgiving is just a few weeks away. All right. <laughs> so that's why I said like, oh, 2024 and, uh, you know, 2025. But, you know, it's just like, yeah, absolutely. Unless you already have stuff that's in motion, it is is really solid to say that nothing is going to really happen in 2023 in regards to like that or whatever. Um, but, you know, speaking of Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving is just right around the corner. And uh, I, I follow you on IG and I saw you posted like some fitness stuff is, and, and such like that. And I was wondering... Uh, do you plan on continuing your fitness uh, regimen uh, through Thanksgiving? And and if so, how, how are you going to do that, you know, with Thanksgiving, Christmas, the pop-up miscellaneous barbecues <laughs> that comes around, the, the dinner invitations that comes also comes during this time of holidays? Not that this is a bad thing. I'm just saying, how are you going to, you know, keep your regimen going? You know what I'm saying? How are you going to do it, you know? All right. Yeah, so being... So all of y'all out there, you know, being that it's the holiday holidays, I know that can be like a hard thing. And to be fair and honest with myself, because I'm like, you know, I have a fitness goal, but I know at the same time, I know Thanksgiving is around the corner, <laughs> you know. And, and then, too, you know, you got Veterans Day, too. You know, people be going out there <laughs> and, and getting their free meals today and tomorrow and the rest of the week. So to do it in a way where I'm not like feeling guilty. I usually, especially around this time. And that's anytime I have a fitness goal, when it comes close to veterans day and Thanksgiving, those two weeks, I allow myself to, to, to eat what I like. And then after those weeks are over, I get back into my fitness routine because if you, you know, being real with myself, if I try and do that workout while I'm getting those foods that I enjoy so much, I'm not going to reach my goal. <laughs> I won't reach my goal if I do that. You know what I mean? You might have gained five pounds or something mm -hmm. like that. So I think it's just always, and that's just wisdom. It's always best to just do that um, after the holidays because everybody knows they're going to gain a couple pounds eating turkey and ham and all that. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Turkey, ham, pie, cake, barbecue, <laughs> hot links. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm saying you know, it is what it is. You know, uh, give yourself a lot that time so that you can adjust and 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 you know enjoy yourself. You know, because it's the holiday, it's it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, it's you know Veterans Day. Thank you for your service, by the way. And you know, and it's and and, and it's you know the the I call it spontaneous barbecue, the the, the pop up <laughs> barbecue that comes. Yes, up. Like, so so barbecue. Oh, snap! You know. <laughs> You know, just, just incorporating that and just maintaining. So, you know, uh, one of the big things that I usually talk about is, is staying motivated uh, for your fitness goals uh, during the holidays. That's one of the things that I think that uh, is challenging sometimes because uh, when you get into the holidays, especially like Thanksgiving and, and such oh. like that, 
you know, is is basically, you know, eat and sleep. You don't want to go to the gym and everything or, or you know, you don't want to work out. So how do you how do you stay motivated during that time frame? Man, you know, um, so for myself, um, I have this app. I don't know, like you. I don't know if I've told you about it. So um, one of my good friends, a shout out to um, his name is. Uh, Sean Fury, he's the one to matter of fact, I'm friends with him on Facebook, so I don't know if you're friends with him, but uh, mm -hmm. he's also into like film and stuff like that. He's the one that helped to put my nutrition plan together. And basically what he did was he had me download this app that's called My Fitness Pal. I don't know if you may, you may or may not. Yeah, know. yeah, I've heard but of what my it does is It helps you to like track your meals mm -hmm. and you put yourself on, it's basically like a calorie deficit. So for the average male, you know, like me and your height, it's like 2,500 calories. So you put yourself at a calorie deficit and it, it locks it in how many calories. And so all you need to do is, okay, what am I going to eat for lunch or dinner? And then as long as you don't go above those 1,900 calories, mm -hmm. you've met your goal. It's really that simple. So a lot of that times it's not how much we eat but what we're eating like okay calorie counting basically mm -hmm. so that's what basically keeps me motivated as long as i know i'm looking at that app and i didn't go over those certain calories mm -hmm. i know i can maintain my weight i believe that i'm gonna be honest too i think that's the other reason why <laughs> i haven't gained so much weight either you know because yeah. before you know you know you heard these yo-yo diets on tv oh take this pill take that mm -hmm. And that yeah. stuff doesn't work. <laughs> you know, absolutely. It's, that's, that was the key that he gave me. It's it's about how many calories that you're consuming or not consuming. Mm -hmm. Because you could also work out, you could also work out, um, and that'll help you to uh, lose weight as well because you're burning calories. Mm -hmm. So the more the more calories that you burn, uh, the more weight that you're gonna you're you're gonna actually lose. Because it takes they say it takes 3,500, um, what is it? 3,500 calories equals one pound. Yeah. It's one pound. Yes, yeah, mm -hmm. so you already know what I'm trying to absolutely, say. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, and I didn't know that at first. Takes, you know, uh, like, I, I was just the type of guy, you know, I would I would go in the gym and I would just work out and think that's, that's all I needed to do. But when mm -hmm. he told me about the calories, I said, oh, okay, now this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I'm going to say that having that app, has really, really, really saved my life. Like it's it's absolutely it's a, it's a good thing you should have in your arsenal for everybody. <laughs> absolutely. Sure. The other thing is, uh, you know, uh, it takes twenty one days to develop a good habit. Yes, twenty one yes. days. Uh, bad habits are right away. It doesn't take no time to develop a bad habit, but it's twenty one days to develop a good habit. You know, uh, one of the things uh, I wanted to thank you for uh, being on the show, my friend. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, again, thank you to all the veterans out there for your service uh, and all of your family and support structure. Uh, I know uh, how difficult it could be to serve in the military and such like that, you know, and this is a uh, life after the military. <laughs> Yes, yes. Absolutely. It looks so a lot you. different. 
<laughs> Absolutely. So thank you so much for being here. I really do appreciate you. Uh, thank you for your time. Can you tell yeah, everybody your IG again, where they can find you and such like that? And then, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So that is King underscore Alexander 888 on G. On, on, uh, I'm sorry, not Gmail. <laughs> I'm about to say Gmail on Instagram. You can reach me there. Okay, coming up next is two guys who know their stuff about sports. Um, it's a great honor to be able to work with these two gentlemen. And I learned so much in regards to sports just listening to these guys just talk casually. You know what I'm saying? Um, so with no further ado, I'm going to bring to you guys uh, the Sports Bag Bros. That's Trav and Bias. <laughs> I think it was more because of the allergies. I've never had allergies in my life. Moved down to Florida, and I know I moved around a bunch of trees at one point, and then now the allergies came. Now that I don't live under the trees, well, the allergies are still damn hit. But regardless, we're here today on Wednesday, middle of the week. Now it's time to go. Because we've been gone doesn't mean things stop going on. We did not stop the world, even though we may have that power in the sports world. But right now, <laughs> shoot, a lot's still going on. I mean, a lot of news, even news that we didn't get a chance to talk about yesterday, probably even with not talking about it yesterday, it's still in the press. And we'll get around to some of those news stories. But yesterday in particular, college football now coming down the home stretch. The Heisman Trophy winner may be coming down the home stretch as well. I don't think there's really a definitive leader in the clubhouse right now. But now it seems like some people are talking about Bo Nix from Oregon and looking at the numbers, 29 touchdowns, two interceptions. I mean, thousands of yards, 3,000 yards plus. I mean, he could be in the in the house, but then you have Michael Penix. We know about that. Caleb Williams are obviously not in it anymore. I can't even name a running back who even deserves to be in it. But nevertheless, college football came up with their ratings, the new ratings. And we know what the college football ratings, which is going to decide who goes to the college football playoffs, the 14 playoffs they have this year before the 12 teams happens next year. Georgia's back at number one when Ohio State leapfrogged them just before. They did they leapfrog them in, in like the grand ratings that came out or just well, in the poll? Well, right now the college football ratings is what matters. The poll. No, I, I know. The, I know Georgia. They they re or they reclaimed number one. Yeah. But I'm saying when they came out, wasn't Ohio State number one when they oh, first no, came? The, no, the, um, Georgia's been ahead in the polls. They use the polls as part of what they oh, do. Not the polls, the, the rankings. The rankings, yeah, the polls, the um, um, uh, um, the Associated Press. You know no, I'm saying, saying? The every, all, you know, how they come out with the, the rankings later, not the polls. Yeah, well, that's what I'm with saying. computer and all that. The polls were used, the polls are used to make, to make the computer ratings as well. But before the computer ratings come out in October, you just deal with the but My polls. question is, who was number one when those came out? Not oh, the polls, everything. Which college football, with everything coming out, the college football poll, George is now number one. It was no. Ohio State beforehand. Because before George was Ohio State was number one. Yeah, George no, first Ohio draft. State was number one last year. But that's what so I'm last, trying to last week. That's what I'm trying to establish. I want to make sure. Oh, because yeah, I, I don't think beating Ole Miss should should leapfrog you over Ohio State. I think it could because Ole Miss was a highly ranked team when they had done it. 
Ole Miss was a one-loss team when they've done it. And when you put 50-plus points on a one-loss team from the SEC with Lane Kiffin as the head coach, Again, yeah, we've, we've, been talking, we've been talking since college football started. The SEC is down. It's top heavy. It, it is down. You know what? It's down from the traditional me, Jack, me, in the, in the weaker conference. It's, it's down from – look, I think that the top three teams in the Big Ten could beat the top – at least I had it that way – the top three teams in the SEC. Now, from top to bottom, I think the SEC is better this year than I even expected <clears> because now you still have Alabama who can't leapfrog Texas – because of the head-to-head matchup they already had losing in Tuscaloosa, but you still have Georgia there. You still have LSU just losing to other teams that aren't in the uh, that are in the SEC, and even Auburn at six and three. You have a decent team there, so you have a, a handful of decent teams and good teams in the SEC. Possibly a great team in Georgia, and they probably started showing their greatness late because Carson Beck finally playing a little better than he's been playing all year, with the exception of the Florida game. So I think, you know, I, it's all going to work itself out. I just think that, um, you know, in the regular polls before the college football polls come out, Georgia was number one. So Georgia would continue to be number one. When the college football poll came out for the playoff, the um, college football playoff poll did come out, Ohio State went number one because of strength of schedule. They took that win over Penn State, and they deserved it. Now with Georgia doing that against Ole Miss, Ole Miss a one-loss team a decent team, and they blew them out. And then it still holds some weight to be that, beat that very good Missouri team that wasn't getting enough credit from the people on the outside. Now is getting credit after what they had now done to Tennessee. I mean, there's something to be said about that, and it matters, and the people doing the polling took that into consideration as well. It's pretty much much ado about nothing because Ohio State and, and Michigan are still going to play one another. And if that's a close game – I don't think either team falls too far out. We've seen that story before with Alabama and Georgia. Someone loses the SEC championship game. One goes from number one to probably number three because it was a close game. And you're still in the mix. And people complain, but the money still rolls in, so you go with the money. But here's something to consider. If Ohio State wins, maybe Michigan gets kept out because of the science stealing situation. You know what? And that's true. But I think when you're talking about the computer rankings, they're leaving it up to the computers to pick the teams, and it's all based on their strength of schedule and common opponents and all those things. It takes the the human to a degree. The human element is taken out. Yeah, of but but a one should weigh way more than a zero. Oh, absolutely, it should. But how far does Michigan fall? Depends on how big a loss it is. If they do lose, it's going to be at the big house. There is home field advantage. They still beat Ohio State at Ohio State last year. <laughs> So there's reason to believe that even though Ohio State's starting to get it together, Ohio State is a very good team this year, probably even a great team. I mean, the way they beat Penn State, they were at Ohio State doing it. Michigan goes to Penn State without their coach, handles them, and should be number one still in my opinion. But the way it works out, putting those numbers into the computer, you're going to get out of that computer the numbers and stats and all of those things you put into it without the element of a human being saying, you know what, Michigan did this, they don't deserve it. There will be people out there, and there are people out there who think Michigan doesn't deserve it. But because of what had happened with the science. <clears throat> but, yeah, but, you know, behind closed doors, funny things can happen, man. And, and, and when that's the top four comes cool. out and, and you have possibly two undefeated teams um, behind a team with one loss, uh, I, I, that's not going to go over well. 
Well, you may have multiple zero-loss teams because Washington is still out there. They end right. up winning the Pac-12 championship. Then they're still going to be undefeated. And then you're going to have either Michigan or Ohio State being undefeated. Or you may even have Georgia. If they beat Alabama, they're going to still be undefeated. So if you have three undefeated teams there, that leaves only room for one team with one loss. And if Texas doesn't lose, well, it's going to be them instead of, well, it, you know what? It might not be them because you still have Oregon, who's number one. You know, I mean, who has one loss? It's, there's a lot to be said between now and then in deciding who's going to be a champion. But as it stands for the college football playoffs right now, Georgia leapfrogged Michigan, uh, Ohio State, who did beat Michigan State, blew them out and should have blown them out by even more, in my opinion, based on the way things have gone for Michigan State this year. Maybe they called the dogs off. I didn't see the game. I was in Tallahassee. Exactly. exactly. I mean, we watched it again. We had a whole different game going on. But just kind of looking at some You see no college football but one game. Just one game. We can really comment on one game. But watching a lot of college football this season and also watching some of these highlights and just looking at, reading about what the people who are paid to keep up with these teams are saying. With myself, I at least have Britt Beard who's one of the most renowned in the Southeastern Conference in college football, period. He's a Heisman voter. He puts me on and gives me notes to let me know what's going on for the things I do miss. And I trust his word as well as I trust the word of God for that matter. And when it comes to college football, that is. But, um, yeah, and I think that, I'm, you know, even though there may be a little bias there with that Southern football, but, yeah, I think the teams that we have right now in the top four, Florida State, by the way, is still number four. After what we saw, and the struggle against Miami, an unranked team, someone said, one of the people who, in the college football playoffs who voted said, um, well, then that Miami um, rivalry does mean something and pretty much gives them a reason to stay at number four. Does the rivalry really mean that much? Because last year that same rivalry was in Miami and Miami lost 45 to three. Does that rivalry really matter like that to where you can use that as a reason <clears throat> for them staying at number four when you have Oregon chopping at the bit and Washington in front of Oregon, who beat them in head-to-head, undefeated as well. My con- counter-argument to that is Florida State has – well, they didn't just struggle this past Saturday. They struggled in other games as well. Exactly. At the time with Clemson, what, Clemson has three losses? To yeah, Clemson, yeah, Clemson has um, three they, losses. No, four. They, were, they were behind in another game. I can't remember which Boston one. College. It took Boston College there you go. 18 so, penalties and a boneheaded play at the end for Florida State to get out of there with a win. Right. There, there you go. I'm, now I remember. Thanks for reminding me. But, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, they're undefeated, but they're they're struggling. Could you say they'd be undefeated if they were in the Big Ten, if they were in the SEC? I, I don't think so. And I'd also- be, be hard-pressed to come up with a good argument. And I do – I do acknowledge that the ACC isn't one of the better conferences this year. I mean, is the ACC even on par with the Pac-12? Because at the beginning of the season, the Pac-12 had all these teams in the top 25, and people thought this was going to be a swan song season with all these Pac-12 teams are finally putting it together before they leave, going to their different conferences, primarily the Big Ten. But they're in the ACC, and the ACC did not do very well this year. Clemson, obviously, not what they once was. Miami, it made improvement from last season, but you know what? Miami is still in the process of trying to get back to their glory days. Um, what other teams? North Carolina, uh, they started off hot and kind of cooled off a bit, 
So there really is a, there really aren't in North Carolina State. Syracuse started off hot. Debo, um, uh, Dino Babers had them play well like he did last year. Then they go in this long swoon of a losing streak. They're irrelevant right now in the ACC. Pittsburgh, they talking about steps backwards. I mean, it, just look at the ACC. There isn't anyone to really play and really get your to hold to hold serve. I don't think they have enough in that conference for Florida State to hold serve as they are right now. Yeah, um, like I said, they've struggled in too many games this year. Yeah, someone to say that they're definitely a top four team. Um, but they have the record, they're undefeated, so they deserve yeah. it right now. Uh, we'll see how things shake out, but we, we saw them live. We Neither one of us were impressed. Nope. Um, I think that game was way too close. They made too many mistakes, and we talked about it on Monday. They should have been losing going to the half. Yeah, they should have. There were some mistakes made there or chances that weren't taken that allowed the halftime score to be tied up. But um, Florida State, man, one of those undefeated teams and has a real possibility of winning the ACC and still remaining undefeated. So now there's a real possibility that either Ohio State or Michigan is going to be undefeated. Georgia possibly can be undefeated. Florida State's possibly going to be undefeated. You're still going to have Washington, if they win, being undefeated. I think Washington could be a better team than what Florida State has. Based on a true freshman throwing the ball, even though he wasn't completely effective, he did make some plays there. Imagine Michael Penix going against that same defense, picking them apart with what he has to offer. Yeah, that's the thing. Washington can score points. It's their defense that may let them down. Yep. Um, but you got to have some offense to outscore them too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's why they're fun to watch. Mm -hmm. uh, Penix, uh, you know, he he seems to be the goods, man. He he scans the field. He finds the, the open guy. He throws to the right people right person most of the time, and that, that often scores points. And in college football, that's what it's about. Yeah. Um, and when you're going up against the top teams, you're going to have to score at least 30, if not more. Well, that's when I look at the wild card team, and that's Oregon. They can do both, play defense and score. So you look at those numbers that Bo Nix has right now. Which Two interceptions. They lost to Washington. More of their own boneheaded decisions because Coach Lanning kept on going and going and going and going. But he didn't have a coaching problem, man. He's just playing Madden. Man. Let's go for it. Go for it. Let's go for it. And that was a road game. You know what I mean? For them. So I think this Oregon team, you know, like Alabama has gotten better as the season has gone on. And we still need to worry about them because once if they do beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, that automatically leapfrogged them over wherever Texas at if Texas is still in front of them. Because you're now beating the number one team. If Georgia's still the number one team when those two get together, you're gonna be, if you beat them, if Alabama's gonna be eight and Texas is gonna be seven, they just leapfrog them because you just beat number one. Period. What, what happened with the head-to-head -head matchup shouldn't matter anymore. Beginning of the season, I see. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Texas went into Alabama and, and they did it. worked them. So it, it unless Texas loses another game. There's no way Bama should jump them. I don't care who they beat. I don't they care beat, if they beat the they beat Bears. The team. That's they, can't beat, they probably can't beat the Bears or the Panthers. But <laughs> it doesn't matter. They lost to Texas at home. And, and exactly. got and it, yep. And, and it, got worked. So it shouldn't matter who Bama beats from here on out. And the it way college football has gone for decades, in the beginning of the season, teams aren't as good or as gelled as they are towards the end of the season. It was a luck of the draw thing against Texas, and Texas legitimately beat them, historically beat them in Tuscaloosa. 
double digits in the whole nine against them in Tuscaloosa. But that Jalen Monroe then is not that Jalen Monroe now. And that defense, as well as they were then, they just couldn't get off the field because Jalen Monroe kept on getting the ball back to them. Now <clears throat> this team is completely different. And, you know, it would suck because, come on, if you're a Texas fan, you have every argument to say that Alabama shouldn't leapfrog you. But on the other hand, if, it, if you beat the number one team, you know what? You have to get some credence for it. And if Georgia's number one when Alabama beats them, there has to be something given to them. It's almost like a number nine contender in the boxing ring. If he what was Bama when Texas, Texas beat them? Like three? Bama was three. And you know what? And that's another reason why the preseason polls don't get the credit or deserve the credit they get. And the reason why they switched everything over to October anyway to where things of significance really happen and are taken serious. Because in the beginning of the season, we don't know anything. Look, TCU was ranked. And they only brought back, what, less than 19% of their entire team in offense. You know, and then we look at Colorado wasn't ranked. And all of a sudden, they got ranked because they beat TCU. You know, and then it just it goes on and on. But I think they're trying to correct a lot of things from the past. And, like, I use the boxing analogy. If you're a number nine contender and the number one guy is the champ, you beat him. You become the champ. So that all those other guys in between will be pissed off that you won and they didn't or didn't get the opportunity. I think if Alabama at number eight beats hey, them, hey, that's not a good analogy in my I opinion. think it's a good analogy because you got the number because one. They, those guys actually get the defending champ. Two-time defending champ. They actually get in the ring and fight each other. They're not getting ranked every, you know, for, for a six-month period of time. No, they're not getting ranked, for, but you've seen the progressively getting better. How many other games have Alabama struggled in since the Texas game? And we look at what. Right, but even 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 in college football, if number nine beats number one, they don't automatically jump to number one. Oh no, they should jump to no. no my, I'm not saying they might move up to six or five, depending on who's a, who's ahead of them. No, but I'm just they don't. They don't become the champ, is what I'm saying. No, well, they don't become the I'm champ. The champ. For look, if Georgia being the defending champ, you know, whatever, whatever they've done this year, we can't even look at defending champ. That shouldn't even have any bearing on what happens this year. If they're the number one team and Alabama beats them as a number eight team, I'm not saying they should jump to number one, but I'm saying it does matter that they did beat the number one team. I can see them now being at a number five spot and have a threat with everybody else playing one another and possibly losing, giving them that opportunity to slide into number four. So I you would have them ahead of Washington. Woo, you know what? In all fairness, I wouldn't. I'm just saying how it may turn out. I would not put them ahead of Washington if Washington. So then how, but how far does Georgia fall? For, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, Georgia, five, where do you have Georgia? If, if Georgia's at number, if Alabama's number eight and Georgia's at number one, if they lose to Bama, there's no way they should be in the top four. They shouldn't be. They should get out. They should be in the top five. Do the shuffling that's going to happen, and whatever happens between Michigan and Ohio State, you know, one team is going to lose. So that'll get them out of there, depending on how far they fall, depending on how close their game is as well. I'm just so, thinking that Alabama may no. just find their way inside. Maybe that's how Washington gets in. You know, and I would not mind Washington getting in either. I mean, they may get a little bit of that TCU action from last season, but I wouldn't mind them getting in because they deserve it. If they're going undefeated in a Power 12 conference, that did start off like a bat out of hell, kind of diluted a little bit afterwards. But I still think if they can go undefeated, they beat Oregon, the team I was just talking about, who's probably that wild card team that can play offense and defense. I think they deserve to be in the championship game as well, to be in the playoffs. But, man, you know, there's so much that's going to happen in between time. But Alabama, I think, playing the way they're playing right now, obviously a lot better than they were. Jalen Monroe, I never believed he'd be this good. 
And it's not even that he's this good because he's a passer. He's just this good because Saban has put him in the perfect positions to have success with the tools he has. He already knows how to run. He just said he needs to learn how to pass. He said it. So that's what he worked on was his passing, and you can see it. He doesn't need the three touchdown games. He doesn't need the two touchdown games. He just needs to keep the intermediate passes. We already know he can hit the long passes and then run. And that's what he's been doing. And they've been having that success because of it. Okay, you got a first-hand experience of the Sports Bag Bros. You can find them on YouTube. I'm going to put their link in the description below. And also, uh, all major digital podcast platforms. So check these guys out if you want to get your daily dose of sports. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Alright, Sports Bag Bros. And thank you to you gentlemen. And, uh, yeah, I'm new. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I really do appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to be here and everything like that. Also, thank you to you, the viewer, the listener, the supporter, uh, for being here, for supporting the JB and I show. I really do appreciate each and every one of you guys. As you may or may not know, or may I may or may not can hear, I I did have to go back and re-record my portions of this interview, which was uh, pre-recorded on a different day. Uh, this is uh, post-edit Isaac, <laughs> and um, uh, and redo it uh, because my levels were too high during the recording session. I didn't realize it. I was trying to do my best at the time to give the good uh, uh, back and forth. Uh, and I didn't realize my levels were so high. So I ended up redoing certain portions that I thought was just inaudible. And other portions I left in there, as you can see and hear. But I thought those were good enough so we could get the gist of everything that was going on during the interview. And I didn't want to take anything away from the interview, so I was really selective about the um, sections that I chose to uh, replace in that. So thank you so much uh, for you guys' uh, time and everything. Happy holidays to you guys. Um, hopefully you're having a wonderful and great holiday season. Excuse me, a holiday season. Um one of the other things I wanted to mention, we talked about fitness and motivation. There's nothing wrong with being uh, critical and hard on yourself as long as you understand that there is a uh, adaptive action that goes with that. Uh, what I mean by that is if you're utilizing that for motivation to continue your uh, consistency, consistency is the key to success. And, and <laughs> unfortunately, even failure. But uh, what I mean by that is if you're consistent in going to the gym or working out, calisthenics, whatever, uh, you will eventually reach your goal as long as you continue to strive for that goal. The, the plan to that goal may need to adjust and you might need to adapt it and you may need to change it uh, so that you can get the best uh, results that you can get for yourself and you want to be the best version of yourself that you can be 
And the only way to do that is to do the work. And a lot of times it's hard for us to do the work because it's work. <laughs> That's why the motivation of saying the thing is dwindled when the action of doing the thing gets engaged because now it's the action time. Now it's the working time. Now it's the time to get out there and fatigue your muscles and fatigue your mentality and fatigue your body, you know, just so that you can improve your muscles, improve your mentality and improve your body. So this goes through fitness. This goes through, uh, you know, classes and studying and reading. Some people think it's a chore to read. And I say just start off at one sentence at a time and in one paragraph at a time. And before you know it, you don't read a whole novel. Okay. <laughs> and, and being able to visualize something is a great thing. And sometimes you need to post it up on your wall uh, or, or wherever you need to post it up so that you can see it and, and internalize it and let you know that it is possible for you. I've seen people do great physical changes for the better uh, in, in fitness. Um, I've done a great physical change for the better in fitness. Um, Lately, I've, I've stampered and stuttered because of my lack of, of, of discipline. Um, and, and because I've allowed other things to, uh, willing, willful laziness, gotta fight the laziness, y'all. <laughs> but, uh, I think overall I did okay. Um, it, it, doing the consistency thing is, is part of it is, is setting up that meal plan. Uh, prepping your meals and, and that way, even your snacks, that way you can come in there, grab and go, come in there, grab and go. And you're never overeating because already pre prepared out. So you already know what it is. You already know what the calories are. You know, you already know all of this stuff, you know, and, and you're, and you're doing it and you're going at it and you're striving forward, you know. And if it's not something that you want to do, then this ain't for you. <laughs> but, uh, and, and so I just want to encourage you to let you know that you can do it. You don't have to wait to the New Year's to do it. You can start right now and just include those holiday meals. Just include those those um, uh, pop-up barbecues. <laughs> you know, it, it happens. And it's a good thing if you do have people inviting you over to dinner and, and, and wanting to spend time with you and such like that. That's a wonderful thing. Okay. Um, I want to always encourage you guys. I also always want to, uh, try to show my support to you, uh, in your evolution, fitness evolution. I want to share my fitness evolution with you guys, whether it's a failure, because I do fail sometimes. Uh, I've had those days when I was like, whoa, how did I end up at a fast food restaurant? Huh? How did I end up with this burger? Huh? How did I end up with this pizza? This donut. This... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, and I also try to, you know, keep it in a camaraderie type sense so you can laugh about it. You can enjoy, you know, uh, learning and, and, and improve, you know, and, and on learning that all of this is a lifestyle change because that was a lifestyle. You were used to it. That's why when you try to change it, your mind and your body is like, yo, this is not what we normally do. Where's my burger? <laughs> Where's my donuts? <laughs> You know, and so when you want to make that change, then that is an actual change that you have to do. OK, and that's something that I believe that you can do. It's not going to be easy. 
and and it's going to take a conscious effort uh for you to do it and and that you know in itself is a uh painful thing in the sense that you are adapting and adjusting to what your norm is and giving your body this new norm you you will eventually accept it which means your body will eventually like okay this is what you want to do fine okay fine <laughs> but you got to get there until you get there everybody gonna be kicking the stream what does this what does this thing you say you wants to do jogging hiking basketball we haven't did basketball since high school so <laughs> y'all have a wonderful and blessed day thank you for your time thank you for being here you guys are awesome and uh i am the fire hunk <laughs> i might have some promos coming up right after this um but i wanted to get you guys out um out there in your fitness routine, being consistent, whether you're working out at home, whether you're working out at the gym, whether you're hiking, you know, I, I, it's it's the winter here in the United States, but I'm fortunate enough to live in California, so it's not snowing here. It rains sometimes, it does rain, but, <laughs> but I'm still able to get outside. And for those of you who can't get outside, ha ha, and I'm playing, I'm, <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing. For those who can't get outside, uh, you can work out at home. You might have to move some stuff around. And sometimes I work out at home just because I don't want to be lazy, but I'm lazy enough not to want to go to, to the gym, but I have enough motivation to move some stuff out the way so I can get my workout in. <laughs> oh, my. So, yeah, y'all have a good day. Love you guys. And uh, until next time. MyFitWatch.net, you see me say it so much time, so many times. Um, it's my online store. Uh, you, you can find uh, Team Firehawk supplements there. I use it, uh, multivitamin. Um, you can find uh, all the merch there. You know what I'm saying? Got to get the merch. And uh, you can also find... Um, all kind of items and stuff there that that you know just will support the uh the stream the company the, the whole night the movement every everything you know so it's just a pleasure and an honor to be able to present to you myfootwatch.net okay so thank you so much for your support all right